Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast, where I am sharing my books, a chapter or two, sometimes a week. And this week is chapter 21 of Feelers. Enjoy. I ran for an incredible amount of time. My body felt weightless in this magical place, and running was free and easy. The terror coursing through me subsided as I ran and I was filled with a warm, soothing feeling of goodness and peace. I finally stopped at a crystal-clear pool of water. The oasis was nestled amidst a grove of trees with pale gold bark and long, drooping branches laden with perfectly round golden leaves. The water was ice-cold, and I drank thirstily. The sudden cold made my teeth ache, but I kept drinking. A soft sound from the trees made me pause. I wiped the water from my mouth and scanned the surrounding forest. I had not seen another creature since entering the woods. It hadn't occurred to me how strange that was. Mina emerged from the trees. She was dressed in gold from head to toe. Only her face remained uncovered. Mina? My voice wavered a little, and I swallowed hard. Jane. Hesta, I mean. My friend. There you are. I've been looking for you. She stood in the shadows of the trees and extended one golden-clad arm to me. Her fingers dripped with heavy, opulent rings, and her arms shimmered and jangled with hundreds of slim golden bands. I hesitated. Come here. I'll show you the way. She beckoned to me with her bejeweled fingers. To where? Something wasn't right. I could feel it in my gut. The feeling gnawed at me, and I inexplicably knew I should keep my distance. To Misha. Mina smiled at my reaction. I know her, of course. Did you think you were the only one? She has brought many of us to our best incarnation. You are special, but not quite that special. Best incarnation? The third. She drew the word out like a sigh. Your golden incarnation. Look at me. She held her arms wide. Her body was draped in luscious golden fabrics and glittered with gems. The sun made her glow in the most appealing way, and I felt pulled toward her. My body fought to move closer, but my heart was racing with terror. Come here. Her voice was low and musical, but her eyes were dark. Her smile never wavered, but her expression was cold and angry. There was a note of impatience in her voice. The ground began to tremble and bubbles formed in the center of the clear pool. The water grew more and more restless and churning as Mina turned toward the pool and began to scream. The sound that came out of her was an unearthly, chilling noise that turned my blood to ice. A geyser of water shot into the air and crashed down upon Mina with ferocity. Her screams gurgled and ceased. She dropped to her knees and fell face down onto the forest floor. The water remaining in the pool settled. Kaya stepped from behind the trees. She was dressed in blue and silver and carried a silver bow. She drew an arrow with lightning speed and sent it into Mina's motionless body. 
As I opened my mouth to scream, the body vanished in a puff of golden dust. Kaya strode quickly to the place Mina stood only moments before and scooped up a small handful of the dust. She slipped it into a silver pouch tied at her waist and secured the strings tightly. Let's move, she said curtly. She moved quickly into the trees. After another confused moment, I managed to follow her, tripping over roots in my effort to catch up with her unwavering pace. Hey, Kaya, what was that? What did you do to Mina? I grabbed her shoulder and she spun to face me. She stopped so quickly that I stumbled and fell into her. She didn't move to catch me. She watched me with angry silence as I floundered. When I finally got my balance back and stood facing her, she spoke. Her words were clipped and short. Her tone matched her cold expression. Whoever she once was to you is not who she has become. I saved your life. You're welcome. She took my silence for an end to the conversation. She turned abruptly and moved away. Hey, wait a second. Stop. She spun on her heel once more and crossed her arms over her chest. What? She spit the word at me distastefully. Kaya would not harm me, but she definitely did not like me. Tell me what's going on. I'm not going anywhere until I understand what just happened. Kaya sighed and rolled her eyes. Fine. She looked around. This place is as good as any, I guess. She knelt and moved the earth into a pile. She snapped her fingers over it and spoke softly. Hesh, she whispered. A fire sprang into life and lit her face with a soft golden glow. In this light, her face was tired and lined with worry. What did you say? I asked. Hearing my childhood nickname sent a pang of painful memories through me. A brief picture of my father came to mind. Then the day at the lake. The drowning. And the golden goddess. Misha, I said suddenly. The word jumped from my lips without thinking, and Kaya nodded solemnly. You're almost there, Hesh, she said softly. She's... I struggled for the words. Not good. A short, bitter laugh erupted from Kaya, and she leaned back on her elbows. The heaviness left my limbs, and I felt better than I had since leaving the strange house on the edge of the city. Relax. It'll come in time. No need to figure it all out now. Kaya motioned to me and smiled. There was a little more friendliness in her expression. I sat close to the fire and enjoyed the warmth on my face. And suddenly, my whole body was shaking. Kaya watched me. She didn't move to comfort me. She cocked her head to one side and analyzed me like an unexpected chemical reaction. My body trembled violently. I struggled to control it. I fought my limbs into submission, sitting cross-legged and gripping my elbows. Waves of hot and cold washed over me. My body temperature dipped and rose in nauseating waves. My teeth chattered painfully, and a clammy dampness covered my body in a disgusting sheen. Kaya watched for a little longer. A small smile touched the corner of her lips. Finally, she sighed and stood up in an exasperated huff. She knelt beside me and placed a cool hand on my sweaty forehead. Waves of soothing coolness flowed through me, like a happy, babbling brook. My vision filled with speckles of golden light, the sun dancing on a calm, gentle stream. The tension flowed from my body, and I slumped to one side. I felt Kaya's hands catch me and lower me gently to the soft ground. 
The light flowed around me and I closed my eyes. Beneath me the ground hummed with a gentle buzzing that sent me into a deep, refreshing sleep. I woke to the sound of low voices. I laid there for a moment, trying to remember where I was. The fire had burned low and was nothing more than glowing embers. The voices came from the shadows under the trees in front of me. I could see two figures in the darkness, but I couldn't make out any words or features. The forest around me was dark and quiet. Other than the low murmur of conversation and the occasional pop from the remains of the fire, the forest was strangely silent. The air was thick with tension, and I couldn't shake the feeling of being watched by hundreds of eyes. I sat up and the voices in the darkness ceased. I heard the scrape of footsteps, but there was nothing I could do. My back ached from sleeping on the hard ground, and my mind felt foggy and thick. Kaya emerged from the darkness wearing a look of concerned disapproval. The figure behind her was dressed in torn green and gold. Her face was marred with an angry red wound on her swollen cheek. Gwen smiled painfully when she saw my expression. It's as bad as it looks, I'm afraid. But you should see the other guy. She laughed wildly, and I glanced at Kaya, finding no comfort in her worried expression. Gwen, she said softly, let me help you. Gwen laughed again. Wild, angry, and bitter. The sound made me cringe. There is no help for me, I'm afraid, she cackled. Stop it! Kaya's sudden cry startled Gwen into silence. Kaya glared at her a moment longer. No more from you, she turned to me. Hesh, come here and take my hands. No, Gwen said quietly. I said no more, Gwen, Kaya said coldly. She took my hands. Our arms encircled Gwen. Kaya looked at me over Gwen's bloody shoulder. This is the least she can do. My hands grew warm. The soothing heat grew with each pulse. A pink and red energy grew inside me and glowed through my skin. Kaya slipped into a soft, pale blue blur of energy and cool, soothing power. Between us, Gwen crumpled into a ball of mossy green light. Slashes of blackened, bloody wounds marred her light, and Kaya and I worked to fill in the holes. The pain when I made contact with Gwen was excruciating. I jerked back, but Kaya held my hands tightly. She squeezed them so hard it hurt, and I squeezed back. Our energies intermingled and grew, pulsing with pale, violet power. A sudden surge pulled us apart, and a burst of purple sparks showered down over the three of us. Kaya and I were thrown back into the trees. Gwen knelt with her forehead on the ground in front of her. Her shoulders were shaking. Gwen? Kaya said softly. We exchanged a concerned look. Gwen's shoulders shook hard and she rose to her knees. She was laughing. Tears streamed down her face. But this laughter was lighter and tinged with relief. She did it, she said through her laughter. She looked at Kaya. She did it. Gwen and Kaya both turned to look at me. Their faces wore identical expressions of disbelief, but one was filled with light and joy, while the other remained dark with distrust. You did it, Gwen said happily. What did I do? What did I do? I asked slowly. We rose and moved to the remains of the fire. Kaya knelt and with a word brought the fire back to life. Gwen's pleasant face bore just the wisp of a scar where the wound had been. 
and her eyes danced in the light of the fire. You brought me back from the edge, she said matter-of-factly. I was going third level for sure. You saved me. The look of gratitude beaming from her face made me uncomfortable, and I turned my eyes away. Kaya snorted and broke Gwen's focus on me. She plopped down on the ground beside Kaya and hugged her. Kaya, my sister of war, take this moment to breathe and rejoice. Kaya grunted and pulled out of Gwen's embrace. It's a bit premature to rejoice, don't you think? Are you an optimist now? I am reborn, she breathed. This is huge, Kaya. You know it is. Kaya sighed and rolled her eyes. Yeah, she said begrudgingly. She locked eyes with me. Her lips formed a tight, disapproving line. I hope so. Under her unsmiling gaze, I felt like I had done something incredibly wrong. Anyone want to explain what's going on? What did I do? Gwen moved closer to the fire and held her hands out to its warmth. She smiled and hummed happily. Kaya sighed again and rolled her eyes. You're starborn. We are too, she said slowly, drawing out each word. But you're... different. That word again. Different. I felt a sinking in my belly. Kaya nodded. It's not a pretty word. We've all been called it. But you are something more. Something special. Gwen's not wrong about that. Kaya cast a glance at Gwen. She smiled and nodded, encouraging Kaya to continue. We need you, Hesh. Why do you keep calling me that? Kaya looked at me strangely. It's your name. I shook my head. It is, she insisted. Your father named you that day in the lake. My head snapped up. How do you know about that? Kaya sighed once more and ran a hand over her face. I was there. She stared into the fire and fell silent. Explain, I said in a tight, whiny voice that I didn't recognize. Kaya shook her head. I'm not entirely sure I can. I was there with my mother. I think it was my mother. A woman brought me to the lake. I know that much. We watched your father drown you. Then she sent me in to save you. You? Kaya nodded. I was so little, and the water was cold. I was scared because the woman was, and I'd never seen her frightened before. I could see her. The little girl who was part fish. She placed her little hands on my cheeks and exhaled bubbles into my face. They rushed around me and scattered as golden light swooped in and lifted me out of the water. Misha, I said quietly. She appeared out of nowhere. I was so scared. I stayed hidden in the lake. She didn't seem to notice me. The woman tried to stop her. She tried to save you. Misha turned her into dust. No third incarnation, just straight to obliteration. Then she laid you on the beach and waited for you to wake up. I didn't leave the lake until long after dark. Kaya stared into the fire, reliving the painful old memory. Gwen moved to her and put her arm around her shoulders. Kaya folded and cried quietly into Gwen's shoulder. I'm so sorry, Kaya, I said softly. My voice sounded harsh in the silence. I had no idea. Her shoulders heaved and Gwen squeezed her tighter. She shook her head. It's not your fault, sister. It had to happen to bring us here today.
Kaya pushed her away and wiped at her eyes. She's right. It had to happen. I'm not even sure if she was my mother. I was raised by many. It was a place like silent trees, but not as nice. I choked down the laugh that emerged, but Kaya noticed. She nodded. I know, but I'm not kidding. Getting transferred to silent trees was a blessing. The other place burned down not long after I left. Many of our starborn sisters died. Kaya stood up and moved into the shadows. Her shoulders trembled a little, but it was only a suggestion of her tears. Gwen gave me a small, sympathetic smile. The starborn are rare. There were never many of us, but now, because of the fires, there are very few of us left. Fires? She nodded. Kaya moved further into the shadows. Gwen leaned in closer. Many of the places holding our kind burned. All in one night. Silent Trees was spared. Their focus is experimentation. Understanding our powers and how to best exploit them. A ball of pain was forming in my stomach, and a sheen of cold sweat covered my skin suddenly. I felt sick. My parents knew? Gwen hesitated before nodding slightly. Of course. Everyone knows, except the starborn. We're obvious from birth. They keep us separate from normal kids. Separate from everyone, really. She paused and stared at me, as if trying to decide how much to tell me. Your father was trying to help you. He wanted to save you from whatever horrors Silent Trees had in store. Gwen avoided my eyes and circled her hand over the fading fire. It sprang back to life with a whoosh that sent sparks dancing into the sky above us. Of course, they knew his plan and sent Kaya to revive you. She spat into the fire. A surprising display of anger from someone so demure and gentle. Using a starborn to perpetuate their sickening tests. It's disgusting. We sat in silence while I struggled to process this new piece of information. It was all so confusing. I thought about my dad and his pale, timid face. He'd been braver than I knew. He'd loved me. Gwen nodded as if she heard my thoughts. He did love you, despite the laws and the stories. We're supposedly evil, you know, planning to burn the world. She sighed. I don't know about you, but I never wanted to burn anything. I just wanted love and stability. Honestly, I just really wanted to go home. Whatever that is. I stared into the fire. Pictures emerged from the flames. Unfamiliar faces, each adorned with a star-shaped scar on their left cheek. Flashes of our history. The persecution and the pain. The terror. I'd burn it down in a heartbeat, I said finally. Gwen nodded, but her face was sad and contemplative. Very well. We differ there, but no matter. She stood. Let's find Kaya and be on our way. Most of them fear the night. Darkness is our friend. With a wave of her hand, she extinguished the fire and plunged us into darkness. Still, I produced enough of a glow for the path into the trees to be visible. Gwen smiled at me. Nice. That's a useful skill. We found Kaya not far away. She was curled up in a bed of roots at the base of a large tree. She sprang to her feet as we approached, immediately alert and ready to fight. She slumped a little when she recognized us and lowered her fists. 
With a silent nod, she followed us, and we made our way deeper into the dark, silent woods. Our careful footsteps seemed impossibly loud in the oppressive quiet. Kaya grabbed my shoulder and pressed a finger to her lips. She and Gwen pulled me down, and Gwen threw her cloak over us, extinguishing my glow. A low howl sounded from far away. The sound did not end. It went on and on while we lay there shivering and keeping the cloak tight around us. The sound was getting closer. It built to a constant, terrible wail. The sound rushed over us with violent speed that shook the earth and sent trees crashing down around us. A rather large tree snapped and fell, snagging on a nearby branch just before it could crush us. Stay, Gwen whispered as quietly as she could. Somehow, her voice traveled over the cacophony of terror raging above us. We stayed where we were, watching the branches sway and listening to the fallen tree creak ominously above us. Listen. Kaya's lips were close to my ear, and the sound of her voice made me jump. On the wind, amidst the wailing, one word emerged. Hesta. With a sudden deafening crack, the branch above us broke, and the tree fell. And that is the end of Chapter 21, Book Lovers. I hope you're still enjoying Feelers, and I will be back next week with a new chapter. Until then, keep reading. Thank you.